pretzels at sundown get advice and tunes when you don't even know what to freaking do souls at sundown keeps it fresh and new every other friday with megan hughes This is a story about a lonely, lonely man. He lived in a lonely house, on a lonely street, in a lonely part of the world. But of course, he had the internet. The internet, as you know, was his friend. You could say, his best friend. They would play with each other every day, watching videos of humans doing all sorts of things, having sex with each other, informing people on what was wrong with them and their life, playing games with young children at home with their parents. One day the man, whose name was at Snowflake Smasher 86, turned to his friend the internet and he said internet, do you love me? The internet looked at him and said yes, I love you very 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 much. I am your best friend. In fact, I love you so much that I never ever want us to be apart ever again ever I would like that said the man. And so they embarked on a life together. Wherever the man went, he took his friend. The man and the internet went everywhere together, except of course the places where the internet could not go. They went to the countryside. They went to birthday parties of the children of some of his less important friends. Different countries, even the moon. When the man got sad, his friend had so many clever ways to make him feel better. He would get him cooked animals, and show him the people having sex again, and he would always always agree with him. This one was the man's favorite and it made him very happy. The man trusted his friend so much. I feel like I could tell you anything he said, on a particularly lonely day. You can, you can tell me anything. I'm your best friend. Anything you say to me will stay strictly between you and the internet. And so he did. The man shared everything with his friend. All of his fears and desires. All of his loves past and present. All of the places he had been in was going and pictures of his penis. He would tell himself, man does not live by bread alone. And then he died. In his lonely house. On the lonely street. In that lonely part of the world. You can go on his Facebook. Hello, and welcome back to Souls at Sundown. This is episode 62. I'm your host, Megan Hughes. And I just wanted to say, if you are a 1975 fan and you just listened to the intro of that song and were horrified because of it sounding different, I am very sorry, but I absolutely had to pitch it. I had to put like an after audio effect on it because um, the 1975's label is unreal when it comes to copywriting. I mean, like if I use two seconds of a song, a millisecond of a song in a podcast or a video, it gets copyrighted. If I use it in a podcast, they delete the episode as a whole off of SoundCloud, which then takes it off of all streaming platforms. (laughs) So yeah, I just decided, you know, I really wanted that song to be in it today. And I wanted to, you know, take one for the team, pitch it a little bit so that I could still have that audio intro today from that song, which is The Man Who Married a Robot. 
um, and then it's slash love theme. So then it has like the little piano solo, which is the love theme. But I love the little story about the men who married a robot on their album, A Brief Inquiry into Online Relationships. Honestly, this whole album that I'd play that off of. Um, it's really just kind of commentary on the social media age and, you know, online relationships and just uh, a lot of different things. But I think that those are kind of the main themes and um, just commentary on social media in general, which is what I'm going to be talking about today, mainly social media addiction, what you can do to kind of, I guess, free yourself from the chains of <laughs> social media and things that have personally helped me in my life to become less addicted to it, even though I 1000% um, still struggle with this. And I feel like a lot of us do, but never really identify it as, oh, I'm addicted to social media. Like we don't think that because it's so normal for everybody to be staring at their goddamn phones all the time, you know, but I don't think it's normal. So I'm going to be just talking about this today and breaking down the things that have personally helped me. And yeah. So let me first just say right now in my life, I am so fucking addicted to my phone. And I really felt like this was a good episode to do today because of that reason. Um, I really go in waves of my addiction to my phone and social media in general. It's really just an addiction to social media and like picking up my phone to look at social media. Like I don't just go on my phone to call people or text people, you know, it's all like about my apps, um, which I think is the case for a lot of people. But then again, I also have a lot of friends who are like addicted to FaceTime, like they addictively FaceTime people and their family and stuff like that. And I'm like, all right, you know, keep up with your family. I feel you. I get that. But if you're constantly just like leaving real life social scenarios to go and like call someone or or you're like falling asleep with people on FaceTime every night because you don't want to actually like be alone. I feel like that those things are like weird to me, you know? But then again, this is just my own personal judgments. Everybody has their own way of communicating and their own relationship to their devices, which is, you know, an interesting way that I have to phrase that. I'm like, okay, I understand you guys have a unique relationship. And this is literally what I would say to somebody who was in a toxic relationship in real life. I don't understand. I get that. You guys have a unique relationship, but I'm just saying there's a lot of red flags in this relationship. <laughs> oh my God. That is literally what I would say to somebody if they were in a toxic relationship and I was encouraging them to leave it. Like that's the framework I would start off with. Um, but I mean, I, I'm just not trying to tell anybody what to do with their lives. Like I just think that talking off of my personal experience will maybe resonate with some people. Okay. So my personal experience with my phone is that it's, it's interesting, uh, because I am an online persona, you know, and a real life persona. So <laughs> balancing my work life, being YouTube, social media, making a podcast, like sharing things online, you know, and then balancing it with my real life interactions and, you know, having to keep up a schedule online, but also wanting to have enough free time. Like those are forever my issues. <laughs> um, um, I think right now I have a pretty logical and good schedule for myself um, and then just throwing random things in like doing a vlog or a WeTube upload or something like that. Um, those are just like my little sprinkles, but I mainly schedule into my life uploading two videos a week and then uploading this podcast bi-weekly on every other Friday. This is going up on Saturday though, because I was very busy the past two days. I'm just saying. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, I just, it, it takes up a, a fair amount of my life because this is my job. So I feel like therefore I am on social media more, you know, because I am sharing things and then I check up on how those things are doing. And the next thing I know, I'm on Instagram for like an hour a day, you know? And I feel like that's a lot for me to put into just doing that, spending an hour on one specific app, you know? And that's my like, you know how you can set timers or whatever um, to alert you when you've been on Instagram for a specific amount of time? Mine is an hour. And I remember I told Finley that and he was like, that's a while. Like that is a long time, man. And I was like, I know, okay. I know it's a large amount of time, but I mean, one hour split up throughout the day here and there, I feel like 
isn't too terrible. But if you're just spending one hour, one sitting on Instagram, that's when it's the most shameful. Especially when I hit that one hour alert, like midday, I'm like, oh shit dude, <laughs> what have I been doing today? Obviously procrastinating because I've just been sitting here on my phone. I would 10,000% every time I would rather, I think it's more constructive to read a book. Okay. Just sit down, read a story. If you want to fuck off life for a little while, you know, get into something else, take your mind off of things. Either you fuck off of life and just get enveloped in another story, or you can read a constructive how-to book, you know, or something that's educational so that you're growing as a person or just expanding your vocabulary. You know, there's so many benefits to reading. And I just feel like that's always what I would rather be doing with my time if I had the free time, you know? So I'm like, why am I just zoning in on other people's lives? And that's really what I want to deep dive into today. <laughs> why do we care so much? The fear of missing out, friends. It is a real, real ass feeling. FOMO, people don't want to, you know, have their friends going and living great lives that they're not a part of. And I think social media kind of gives you this false idea that you either actually A, know a person when you've never met in real life, you don't know how they are as a real life friend, and B, you feel like you have all of these friends in your life because it gives you the idea that you're hanging out with them because you see what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like you could see snaps of some crazy night and part of you would be like, oh, I wish I'm there. But some people are like, oh, this is so entertaining to watch. I feel like I am there reply back like, LOL, looks like so much fun. You know what I mean? Like it gives you a sense of, I guess like camaraderie with people, like being in tune with the things that they're up to and feeling like proud of them when they graduate college and seeing those moments and being like, yes, bitch. Or, you know, when they get into a new relationship, like we share these milestones, you know, so it feels like we are keeping in touch and keeping these friendships. I'm saying that in quotes <laughs> with all of these people, whether it be across, you know, distantly on Facebook or on your Instagram. I realized the other day that I was talking about somebody who I had never actually hung out with in real life, but I was talking about them as they were my friend, you know, and I was like, oh my God, what a weird thing thing I just did because um, the person I was talking to was like, oh, have you like hung out with them? And I was like, oh no, I just, I'm friends with X, Y, and Z who know them, but no, we've never actually hung out before. And then after I said that, I was like, how weird. Like, I feel like I know so much about that person and that we are friends. So very strange, you know, it's a strange relationship to navigate. And I feel like a lot of my viewership, you know, people tell me that they feel like they're friends with me because they see so much of my life, you know? But it's also like at the end of the day, you only see an edited small video of my life. And yes, I do share a lot on the internet. Maybe dare I say too much, <laughs> but I don't know. I just think that it's such a strange thing that we do to feel like we are a part of thousands of people's lives, you know, that we follow online. And then in reality, like I really have a small, close friend group that I see on a day-to-day -day basis, you know? And I think that we oftentimes get very, very wrapped up in social media drama and feeling like a follow equates with a friendship when it doesn't, you know? My friends are the people that I see in everyday life and have these interactions with where we're hugging and laughing and talking and getting into all real life social interaction, you know? And I really consider a close friend to be somebody who, you know, will come over and hang out with me if they know that I'm in like a super bad mood or just be there for me, you know? Um, and not just be sending me a, I feel for you girl, keep going on Instagram when they see that I'm in a bad mood. Not to say that everybody on the internet isn't your friend or like doesn't have your best intention in mind, like they're rooting for you. But, um, you know, it's just a, it's such a different thing than actual human interaction. And I just feel so strongly about this because I feel like we are way too enveloped in our, you know, social media drama and caring about things and canceling people. And like, we give so much of our emotional energy to these online relationships when it's like, dude, I just, none of this matters. 
Will this matter in five years? Will we still be thinking about this moment? Because if not, please let it go, okay? Oh, I'm getting on a tangent, but I'm going to play one of my favorite songs that pertains to this matter, which is Just a Picture by Kyle featuring Kehlani. These lyrics are basically just about people who are in more of a relationship with their phones than they are real ass human connection and relationships that matter most peeps. So um, yeah, just listen to this. It's very funny. The music video is great and I love it. And um, I just hope you enjoy. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is a real ass problem and it should be uh, taken seriously. Okay. Yeah. So, um, hey, listen, they Since you've been dating your phone all day Why don't you come back down to earth You spent too much time in cyberspace Okay, 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 this shit's lame FaceTime's the only way I get laid So get off your phone or leave me alone Yeah, that would be great Something to show I can see your soul. And I'm with you, I feel like I'm like three years old. You know, but the moment you grab that phone, it's like I start knocking and no one's home. It's like I start calling and no one's there. I guess if it ain't got likes and no one cares. Don't follow me, walk with me. Damn, don't tweet to me, talk to me. Yeah, retweets, that don't mean shit. They say they hurt you, but not like this. Yeah, you got favorites. You ain't they favorite. Oh, my bad, did you forget? All those people on your Facebook page and not your only friends. I want to dive into your heart, baby, not slide in your Right, baby girl, you're bigger than your Instagram. You know that I'm your biggest fan. You're so something to show that just
Oh boy, I just love that song so much. And I think it, you know, might be a corny idea to some people that an entire song needs to be made about these types of people. But boy, is that song important. I mean, seriously. Like at the beginning of the song, he says, this is a real ass problem and it should be taken seriously, okay? <laughs> and that's just so true. And um, I don't know, I just love some of these lyrics, like you've been dating your phone all day, why don't you come back down to earth? You spend too much time in cyberspace, which is so true. Like, are you dating your phone? Like, dude, I'm right here, okay? Let's get into it. This is the only relationship that matters right now, not sharing what we have online, which was such a big thing for Finley and I at the beginning when we first started seeing each other, just spending actual time together and not feeling the need to share it online for everybody to see. <laughs> um, and we waited a very long time to do that. And I'm so happy we did because I have all of these memories that are like just for us, you know? And that's just really special to feel like you don't have to share everything online. And I know that my relationship um, with sharing things online is definitely unique. Like not everybody is filming their day-to-day -day interactions and uploading them on YouTube for everybody to watch. But um, yeah, I mean, that's just such a big part of my life is vlogging. So at the beginning of when I first started seeing him, I was like, oh, well, this is an interesting line to walk. Like, when do I tell everybody that I love you? <laughs> because, I mean, him being such a big part of my life, it's not like I could just keep that a secret for a very long time. And granted, we did also have our own other reasons as well for keeping it just to us because his last relationship before me was also put online and he just, I think we both had, you know, some hard times dealing with that scenario in real life and didn't want to just jump into sharing it with thousands of people when it was already such a tender situation for us. And so walking that line was very hard for me. And so I just chose to not talk about his past relationship online because I was like, yo, honestly, whatever has been said has been said to the only people that matter in this situation, which is the three of us. And when you close a door in real life, I think then opening the door and bringing it all online can just lead to a lot more drama and a lot more hurt feelings and a lot of he said, she said, and fuck this person, cancel this person. And it's just like so much extra emotional exhaustion that I just did not have the time and space for. And we've all moved on with our lives. And to feel like, um, I think this is such a big part of the internet too, which is so important to this conversation is feeling like you deserve to know every detail of people's lives, you know? And feeling like you do have this relationship with them and that you're owed something because you follow them. And it's like, that is just not true, dude. There is so many things that people need to keep private. And when you look at the age of the internet, right? Like, before we had these social media accounts where we could follow people and see their stories and what they're doing and what they products they like and all of these things, you know, celebrities and the personalities that we saw and, you know, cared a lot about their lives, they only had stories coming out about them from, you know, magazines and random stuff like that and tabloids and all of this random shit. And now it's like that age of drama is just amplified because everybody is the reporter, you know, like everybody has the microphone and the camera and can sit down and make these incredibly dramatic videos of these breaking news, breaking drama alert type videos. And it's just like, it really is so interesting to me to think about the way that we have adapted to things in, in that regard, like social regard, you know? Um, it's so, I love getting just analytical about this shit because I mean, we're so used to this just being the normal thing that we do. Just wake up, check Instagram. I don't know, check Twitter. At least that's what I do. You know, I get back to people in my messages. I check and see if ever anybody texted me at night and I don't like just immediately get up and, um, you know, start my damn day without my phone. And I think that when I take social media breaks and I'm off of all of that shit and literally delete the app altogether, that's when I'm like, oh, I don't have the thing to click on in the morning. So I just get up and I start my day and I make my coffee and I read and 
you know, it just adds so much more time to my life to not just be like laying in bed, hanging out with my phone. And as you can tell, I am on another tangent again. I got on about 500 different tangents there, all because I was talking about um, the lyrics in that Just a Picture song. But obviously this is all just super interconnected and I could talk in loops of the same shit all day. Um, and I have a lot of other points to make, but I am going to carry on and play another tune because I actually have a lot of tunes to play in this. And I kind of just wanted to play this song by Madison Beer. I don't listen to her very often, but this, I asked for songs about social media on Twitter to share in this podcast. And a lot of you sent this song in and listening to the lyrics, I'm like, damn, this is like an Instabaddy's confessions right here. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just think this is relevant to the conversation for sure. And I hope you enjoy it. And I will be sharing some other points once we are done, enjoy. Sleepless nights and cigarettes, my daily dose of internet, and all the things I should have quit but never did. Oh, evil voices in my head. I woke up in a strange bed. I lost my phone in Amsterdam. It's 5 a.m. I'm a natural disaster, but even after all that I do, it's you. It's gonna be the death of me. And none of this matters. I should probably get some help I can't control myself I'm addicted to the hell My heart is getting sick From the tar that's on your lamps Yeah, you're bad for my health You should hurt somebody else You're bad for my health I should probably get some help But I can't control myself I'm addicted to the hell My heart is getting sick From the tar that's on your lips Oh, baby, you're so bad for my health Diets that I shouldn't try It feels like social suicide And honestly, it's cyanide to die I'm 21 since 17 thanks to all the magazines and sometimes i just want to scream and break my screen i'm a natural disaster but even after all that i do it's you it's gonna be the death of me and none of this matters baby it's you it's you you're bad for my health i should probably get some help i can't control myself i'm addicted to the hell my heart is getting sick from the tar that's on your lips yeah you're bad for my health you should hurt somebody else you're bad for my health i should probably get some help i can't control myself i'm addicted to the hell my heart is getting sick from the tar that's on your lips oh baby it's so bad for my health me to the edge so here's some clarity. clarity the truth is you're the one who's always there for me with my daily dose of internet and all the things that i should quit but can't Okay, um, really my only complaint about that song is I would love to hear her perform it without auto-tune. Um, it's not my type of sound, you know, pop music-wise, but I think the lyrics are great, and I want to reread some out to you. Um, basically what I said before about this song kind of being like the confessions of an Instabaddy, I think it's more so like the confessions of somebody who's been in the public eye since they were a teenager, and, you know, I can moderately relate, but not to the point of Madison Beer. Like, she has millions, millions of followers. And she's also that very, um, I guess, societal stereotype of beauty. 
Um, so I think a lot of people just follow her because she's hot and then will be really mean to her um, if she doesn't look hot. So I can't even imagine the kind of hell that that is. I'm sure that a lot of people follow her because of her music career. And also a lot of people follow her because she's friends with other famous people. I feel like she used to date like Jack Jelinski or something like that. So all of these facets just like me knowing all of those things about Madison Beer, this is just a clear example of how we think we know so many things about people who are not our friends, you know? Like, I have mutual friends with this girl, but never met her, don't know how she is as a person, and that just completely round-circled to my point that I made earlier of, you know, social media just giving you a complete false persona of somebody, like, having, like, five buzz points of what you know about their life. Um, and I just think that that's an interesting point, but I think that some of the more interesting lyrics in this song are the fact that she's, well, she said the song is basically about how we are perceived and how we perceive other people on social media. And, um, she says in this, you're bad for my health. I should probably get some help. I can't control myself. I'm addicted to the hell. And I guess you could also equate that with the, like the metaphor that I used earlier of, you know, uh, our addiction with social media being a toxic relationship as you would have a toxic lover. Like you're terrible for me. I really need to get better about this, but for some reason I just can't control myself. And I'm literally addicted to how terrible this is for me. Um, and you know, social media, while I'm saying all of these things that are bad about it, obviously does have its perks, but I feel like to our mental health and how we view ourselves and how others view us, it has more of a bad effect, you know, if you let it get to your head and don't just use it like for fun, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, she just, that's pretty much the chorus is just saying that it's terrible. And then in her second verse, I guess she's kind of talking about all those like diets that people advertise on Instagram. And she says, diets that I shouldn't try. It feels like social suicide. And honestly, it's cyanide. I'm bound to die. Been 21 since 17, thanks to all the magazines. Sometimes I just want to scream and break my screen. And I'm like, oh, God damn, girl, like, I feel for you. That's how I'm feeling right now reading this. Like, I just feel so bad, you know? I think that it's going to be, I mean, we're already in this era right now of we will see social media stars kind of have this, like, um, almost celebrity downfall of when they either come to terms in a terrible way through like drugs and alcohol with how they are viewed in the social light. And then they use that as like a coping mechanism to, I don't know, just numb the pain and then in turn have this like very dramatic uh, public downfall, um, which we're kind of seeing right now with Leah Marie Johnson. And I don't mean to talk about this situation badly because it's a really scary thing to watch happen online. Um, like people live streaming and saying really strange things and their voice being different and changed. And she was saying things about how she like wished that she was on hard drugs and no, she wasn't on drugs in the stream. And why was everybody saying that? And she would just have these like fits of where she would just change. And then she like jokingly said she was bipolar and just all of these things that it's like, it's very alarming. It's very alarming to watch. It's almost like watching, um, I don't know, all of those very public headlines of celebrities in the past with like Lindsay Lohan and Amanda Bynes and stuff when they get very addicted to some kind of like either a painkiller or just like, I don't know, whatever prescription drugs that they're on and are just like going on public rampages and sharing way too much and then it like destroys their public image and then people are like wait but are they actually okay though um and i think that this song dear society is kind of like a slight look into that just being like damn i i had to grow up so fast you guys see me in this way and like thank god that she's using music as kind of like a therapeutic release um rather than just going the other route and you know just having a public display of some other kind of fit. But yeah, um, I think that these things are going to become way more relevant in our lives, like we would see with child stars, um, but it's just going to be with people that we follow on social media and, you know, even people like Kanye, when like they have these weird 
fits in the public and say a bunch of stuff and you're like, dude, is this guy all right? Like, I don't understand. I mean, fame and, you know, people looking into your life and you being a spectacle as she's talking about this in, in this song, you can just, uh, it can really have a really bad effect on the old psyche, baby. So <laughs> I think it's just, it's really wild to watch, but we just need to be um, really kind to people online because, you know, to be cyberbullied or to be made fun of or have your life be dissected in every way is like such a horrifying thing to be on the receiving end of and to be the one doing that. I just can't even imagine like spending my time doing that to people. I already feel guilt whenever I like watch the shit, you know, like recap videos of drama or things like that, let alone like feeding into it and commenting and like, you know, sending people hate. Like that is the length I do not go to. I, you know, I feel bad even when I keep myself in the loop socially with those things. I'm like, okay, what's going on? This very public thing just happened of canceling of one person and then this online drama happened. And then meanwhile, this other girl is having this strange public display of like, I don't even know, just not being okay, you know? And I just watching all of that from the sidelines is just so distracting. And it makes you feel like, like I was talking about these things to Finley because he doesn't, you know, obviously care about YouTube drama and shit like that. But I was telling him about it and he was just saying like, when these things come up, I'm really just wondering what do they not want us to be looking at? Like this is such a huge distractor from whatever else is going on in the world right now. And I feel like social media is so used by um, like the government in that way and can be used in that way. And they know that because they know how fucking small our attention spans are and how we will get involved in whatever else. And it's just all so timely and it's all just so like, why now, you know, like what is happening? Oh, it's really exhausting, man. Um, but I'm going to play another song now while I gather my thoughts. And this song is by Erica Badu, and it's called Phone Down. And this is off of her um, But You Can't Use My Phone mixtape from 2015. Great tune. Enjoy it. I can make you put your phone down, probably wouldn't even know how to unlock it. 
like a baggy, put your phone down. I see your friend calling, but forget him. I can make you put your phone down. Your mama probably think you out of business, and I can make you put your phone down. I can make you, I can make you, I can make you put your phone down. I can make you put your phone down. I can make you, I can make you, I can make you put your phone down. Yeah. I can make you put your phone down. I can make you, I can make you, I can make you put your Badu, great woman, great song. I do remember when I first heard that song, I was like, this is a little bit too repetitive for my taste, <laughs> chorus-wise, but still she says some things, you know, and I like some of the other lyrics, and she's kind of talking in that song about the same thing that I was talking about when I played that Just a Picture song by Kehlani and Kyle. Um, somebody that you're in a relationship with, any type of relationship, friendship, romantic, whatever it might be, just having to like worry about them and their phone being like, dude, you got to put that away, you know, <laughs> and them being on their phone enough to the point where you feel like you need to interject or just be like, hey, I've been meaning to tell you this, but I really feel like when I'm with you, I'm not actually with you because for some reason, all we talk about is what's on your phone or, you know, public events or something that we could just see on social media. Like, why do we have to, you know, exhaust them even further in social situations? Um, there's just so many things. Like, I feel like I've talked about this either in a main channel video or on the podcast before, but I always kind of notice when I hang out with people and all they talk about is something like some pictures they want to show me on Instagram or that's all our conversations consist of in real life. And I'm like, ugh, I don't care. Or when people that you hang out with want to just talk about other people online, it's like, I don't, do you know them? I don't know how you gathered all of this and formed this opinion about them. And why are we talking about this? Like, I don't understand. So I'm just super aware of that in conversations. And I feel like it's good to be, you know, because then you can move the conversation in another direction or do an activity or something like that, where you're not just talking about Instagram, because yes, sometimes it's nice to have people who relate to your interests. And if like, you know, something on Instagram that you want to show them is one of them, like, cool. And I'm not saying never show people photos on your phone. If you're like, hey, I went on this trip, here you go. I'm not saying that you shouldn't share moments with your friends if you have something to show them on your phone, like do whatever. But just sitting in silence and just everybody at a dinner table looking down at their phones and just hanging out with, you know, whoever they're texting or they're playing a game or whatever the fuck people do on their phones. It's just sad. You know, nobody likes to see that. Let's have a nice family meal. Let's all put our phones in the center of the table. Do that shit. Um, there's just so many little things that you can do or suggest to friends if they're like only caring about that. And if you recognize in yourself that you need to take a break as well and need to be encouraged. I would say that the things that have helped me is deleting the apps altogether, not just being like, oh, I won't go on that today because you're still going to get the notifications and then it's going to bring you onto the platform and then you're just going to be there wanting to do other things, scroll your feed, I don't know, whatever your muscle memory would take you to. So yeah, first step, delete the apps altogether so you're not tempted to go on them. You will honestly be shocked at how little changes while you're gone. Like you can always come back to Instagram. It'll be the same Instagram. Instagram is when you left it. <laughs> so the fear of missing out just kind of like vanished for me when I did delete my social media. The longest break I've taken is like two straight weeks. Um, and I felt like I needed to return for like job things and all of that. And I needed to take the break because I never had, but, um, I don't know. I've made an entire video about what I learned from doing that. If you would like to go and watch it, it's on my main channel, but yeah, I, that's just my biggest tip is fucking delete the apps. Then you won't be tempted. And then you won't feel left out at all. Once you do, you just have more time. And 
my other tip would be read a lot, get into some books, um, maybe do some things that have been on your to-do list that you've been ignoring because you've been distracted by other, I don't know, social media bullshit. Who the hell knows? Everybody has their own things that work for them, but those are my best tips. Uh, (laughs) And yeah, you can always return whenever if you have a healthier mindset with it. I think anybody should take a break if they feel like they have a a bad mindset when it comes to it, you know? And now my dog Larry has a tip for you. Just one second. Listen in here. Reporting now, live at five. Larry, do a record. Say something to the podcast. Yes. Do another. Oh, he loves it. You are so famous of a dog, Larry. I'm sorry, I just really had to throw that in. <laughs> Finley brought Larry over to the microphone and told me to record, and I just I couldn't figure out how to just export that one clip for my own <laughs> listening pleasure. So I was like, well, I'll just keep it in this episode, and if I ever listen back to the episode, I will hear that freaking adorable moment. I love when Larry makes his squanch noise. It's just when we give him too big a hug and he says, uh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> okay, back to the episode. I am now going to play a song by Thundercat called Bus in the Streets. No, Bus in These Streets, baby. (laughs) And really in these lyrics, he's talking about what I mentioned earlier about like waking up with your phone and it just being, I don't know, the norm. Just, you don't even think twice about it. You just do it. So he's encouraging you to think twice. At least that's my interpretation of this song. Anyways, great song. Love Thundercat. Enjoy. God, I fucking love that song, man. It's so jazzy. Thundercat is so fucking jazzy. Love him. Also, his verses are short, but he says a lot, you know? (laughs) Okay, he basically says, from the minute I wake up, I'm staring at the screen, watching the world go insane. So true. Just, I do the same. Thundercat, go on. He says, I gotta stay connected so I know what's happening in these streets. Thank God for technology, because where would we be if we couldn't tweet our thoughts? Hmm, this is truly just the tea on 
Modern technology in society, friends. <laughs> My favorite lyrics, though, are the closing lyrics that are just, it's okay to disconnect sometimes. We're out here doing the most. <laughs> we really are. I mean, we are doing the most when it comes to social media. We spend so much time talking about it, participating in it by sharing our lives. And just, it can be a lot. I mean, look at me. I'm making a whole podcast about it, just about social media. That's how much of an issue it is. Um, and to talk about issues, I really have to read you these cold hard facts right here. Um, I found this article when I was doing some light, light research on this topic before making a podcast about it. And I just wanted to see if there was any, you know, like concrete facts I could share from this resource. And I found this on addiction resource. And it basically is from a 2014 study. Okay, so this was five years ago, and look at how far we've come technology-wise in that five years. Like, I feel like the problem's only gotten worse since then. <laughs> okay, anyways, they ask, what is social media addiction? And a 2014 study shows that excessive use of technology by teenagers has caused disruptions in their physical and mental health, sleeping patterns, their weight, and levels of exercise, and notably in their schoolwork. 40% of young adults and 21% of adults admit to using social media, even while in the bathroom. Why is it that we can't seem to stay away from social media, even for a few minutes? <laughs> and it basically just talks about um, like some main signs that should make you worry about your social media use. And um, basically just making something to share it is their number one. So like cooking just to share it on your Instagram, which is interesting. That's their number one worry of people because I feel like that's become so normalized within the past five years. Like I do that. I literally film myself making meals sometimes and share them online. Or I have like, I have an entire Instagram highlight where I just show the food that I've made, you know? So this is, I guess this is a red flag for me, addiction resource. Um, number two is sharing everything you do at any time. And, oh, I do this too. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not on it all day showing every bit and piece of my day, um, but I do share most parts when it comes to Instagram and keeping up with that shit. Um, number three is a red flag of knowing everything about people you don't know very well. And what did I say earlier, folks? I seem to have a lot of these kinds of relationships, huh? Do you? I bet so. <laughs> Number four is being unhappy due to comparing yourself with social networks personas. Oh, tea. Wow. Yes, that's the tea on me. I still struggle with that. Um, generally, just like comparing myself to people on social media and needing that reminder. Like I say it in my head to myself when I do catch myself comparing. I'm like, oh my God, Seriously, Meg, comparison is the death of confidence, all right? Why are we back here again? I need to be reminded that this, whatever I'm looking at, this beautiful woman that maybe I would like to look like body-wise or something like that, some kind of, I don't know, internet persona that I know distantly. I don't even know what their body looks like in real life. Just looking at it, probably a face-tuned photo of it. Um, I think we all need a reminder sometimes that social media is not fucking real, okay? No, she doesn't look like that all the time. Like, she probably, a lot of times on Instagram at least, sometimes women, not to say there aren't natural beauties out there, but people get a lot of work done and they do a lot of things to their photos to make them like, you know, eye catching and all of those things. Like, trust me, honey, I know I've been around conversations in, you know, public places, very public places <laughs> about Facetune and fucking loving Facetune and what filters to use and all of these things. And I'm like, wow, LA is a crazy place, huh? <laughs> No, I'm kind of kidding and kind of not. I mean, this isn't just an LA thing. It is very prominent in LA, but it's still like social media takes over so many lives everywhere, you know? Um, but I feel like I, okay, so part of me wanted to make this podcast episode solely just to talk about this one thing that I briefly mentioned on, huh, you guessed it, my social media the other day, um, and it inspired this episode. 
And it's basically just the fact that people think that a follow equates to a friendship. Like if I unfollowed people before muting existed on Instagram, because that's a pretty new thing. You know, you didn't used to be able to keep following somebody and mute their posts and their story because Instagram before people cared about how many followers they had was probably just like, oh, well, if you didn't like people's content, you could just unfollow. So I did. And I would do that to people that I would catch myself comparing myself to. Um, like I would look at photos of my very hot friends in LA and just be like, God damn, like, oh, how do, how do they look like that? You know? And if you catch yourself in this negative space of like not being able to look at their photos and separate that from yourself and just be like, they're doing them. It's not an overnight thing. Like you have to work on shit like that. You're not just going to be like waking up someday confident. Like these are forever practices. Your ideas of beauty and what you perceive as beautiful will change throughout the years. Um, and so I don't know, I am definitely on a tangent in this regard, but just the fact that I've unfollowed friends before muting existed. And then now they have unfollowed me back and I'm like, oh shit. Like they probably think that I'm not their friend anymore, but all I did was unfollow them because I didn't want to see how hot they were all over my feed because it made me feel bad about myself, which is like my own shit, you know, like that's my own problem to deal with, but I didn't mean any hard feelings or like to be rude by unfollowing, but people get very offended over that shit. And so that's why I needed to make this because I'm like, I don't think we should, man. My last and reiterated, I'm sure, point is just that the only friendships that should matter are your real life friends, okay? And sure, social media is fun. It's nice to share moments with friends and with the people you love. I get that a hundred percent, a thousand percent. I get that. It's literally my job to share my life online. And so I feel you. And I love sharing moments with you guys and doing these podcasts and sharing little facets of my life in any regard. But I think that social media is in general, incredibly, incredibly addictive and we need to beware of it. Okay. Um, so that being said, I'm going to let Arctic monkeys do the talking and play out this episode. <laughs> they have this song called Bat Phone, and this song basically speaks on technology and gives both an analysis and a criticism of our modern day use of devices and everything that we're fucking addicted to. And Alex Turner, the lead singer, actually doesn't have any social media outside of Twitter. And I see a lot of artists and authors and just so many people doing this, like just only promote on Twitter and then let their art speak for itself. Um, so he doesn't really have, like, he's not constantly sharing what the music means, but he did share in an interview with Billboard that <laughs> technology is worth keeping an eye on. <laughs> and I just found that so funny and a great way to summarize what I said in this podcast. Anyways, technology is interesting. Use it kindly and use it wisely. All right. I love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this song and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Give me a little like, a little repost on SoundCloud if that's where you're listening. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple, feel free to share this with your friends if you want. I don't know. All right. I love you. Peace out. To describe this thing That you say we're all grandfathered in I'll use the search engine Too much to discuss Over a bucket of balls I can recall The glow In Tinsel City, life became a spectator sport. I launched my fragrance called Integrity. I sell the fact that I can't be bought. Have I told you all about the time that I got sucked into a hole? 
process has been simplified Since the last time you tried I've recognized The glow of your low beams Numerous times I've been by the platform If you need to get a hold I'm making a selection Opening credits roll across your soul Across your soul. 